Thank you, folks, for joining co-host of Ask the People podcast, Bruce Hutchin, here in Colorado Springs. My other host, Ace Luciano, is um, having some situations in Arizona, so he was unable to join us. But I'm very pleased to um, introduce a good friend of mine, Steve Holt. He's a pastor, he's a husband, he's an author, he's a father, and um, he's had a sermon uh, last Sunday from uh, from the woods because he is in quarantine right now for COVID-19, and he talked about fear. So the first part of the show, Steve's going to just share some thoughts about fear and share what he and his family are doing to negate COVID-19. Steve, welcome to the show. Well, Bruce, thanks for having me, and uh, that was a fun that was a fun broadcast to do the sermon in the woods. I got a lot yeah, of it was with that squirrel and, with that Abert squirrel. I know, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's it's great about Colorado. Yeah, I'm I'm kind of blessed because I've got a daughter who's one of my assistants at the church, and she um, does great camera work, and that's kind of a a part of her own company that she runs, as well as working for the church. So she does great camera work, and then I have a 17 year old son, Josh who is uh, working for my son, who has a marketing company that deals with social media platforms, my son Isaac. So he's got Josh, our 17-year-old, on staff with him. So he's also super good with cameras and production. So we're sitting around. We're going to obviously pre-record sermon again for Sunday. And they said, hey, why don't we do it in the woods? And I went, what? They said, yeah, nobody's doing that. Everybody's just doing, you know, a regular regular church sanctuary thing. And I said, well, what are you talking about? And they said, well, we'll get the, we'll get the um, podium, that wood aspen podium that you had built. We'll bring that over. It looked really cool. And I said, okay, whatever. I love being outdoors. So we timed it right. The weather was perfect. So we, we put it in this part on our property. And I'm underneath this tree, right? And I'm just moving along and I'm digging my sermon. I'm really into it with two people as my audience, my son and my daughter, because that's what you're in these days, you know? So, and you're looking at in my lab, like my two labs were sitting there. So I guess I had two people and two animals listening to me. But what I didn't realize is a third animal. I guess there was a third animal. So suddenly, like Bruce said, these chunks of pine cone start raining down on my head <laughs> and it was so funny it's bouncing off the the lectern bouncing off my head and if any of you go back and watch it you'll see what i'm talking about about halfway through but it was an abert squirrel little black squirrel up above was just chattering away and dropping stuff on me so i think it was god's way of reminding me that I'm not so great and we can try to do all the cool stuff we want with all the cameras, but at the end of the day, nature still rules. Um, yeah, so I was speaking on fear and uh, what I said in that sermon was that by definition, fear is not a bad thing. So first of all, we need to understand that fear in our lives can be a really good thing. Fear is, is a mechanism within our, our bloodstream 
that we experience whenever we feel like we're about to encounter danger. But what the problem that happens in our lives is when it becomes chronic. And chronic fear is not good. And chronic fear releases toxins into our bloodstream, affects us mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in such a way that it can be actually debilitating and even uh, uh, create paralysis physically, mentally, emotionally in our lives that can actually cause us to um, release the kind of toxins that make us more sickly and make us more uh, um, available, as it were, to the type of viruses and bacteria that can create sicknesses in our life. So I was sharing that uh, with Christ and through his power, the work of faith is an act of the word of God in our life. And the challenge before us is, is where we're going to go with the fight and flight mechanism of fear. One is to run with that and constantly be listening to the news, constantly listening to the media to such a degree that we just keep building and building and building the kind of fear that comes from feeling like you're out of control. And that's, a, that's exactly what our families had many, many discussions about. Because we tend to listen to the news, and we've just had to turn it off, Bruce. We've had to not watch certain broadcasts, and, and we, we leave ourselves just a tiny bit at night to watch because we don't have control over what's going on anyway. And so we, we would rather build up our faith. So the counter to fear is faith. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And so I've been encouraging pastors. I've been encouraging my team, my staff team. I've been encouraging everybody that I talk to, especially my kids who are at home. Guys, you've got time right now. You, In a sense, God given us a sabbatical. He's given us a chance to be at home, spend a ton of time a day reading God's word. Because it builds up your faith. It builds up joy. It builds up love. Turn off the TV. Turn off the radio. Turn off the computer and go spend time in the backyard in God's word. Go up into your bedroom and spend time in God's word. Go out in the sun. And while you're in the sun, getting all that great vitamin E, read God's word. Read God's word and fill yourself up with hope. And all the studies show that when people feel a sense of vision, purpose, and hope, they're healthier. If you want to know, in my opinion, the greatest thing you can do to avoid getting this virus is to build up antibodies of hope. And hope is built through God's word. And so to spend a lot of time in reading God's word. And uh, so I'm so. So my family, we're going through, we just went through Haggai, and we've gone through Matthew, and we've gone through Romans, and we're going through Thessalonians. So we're reading God's word constantly to build up our faith. So Bruce, to answer your question, and I didn't elaborate probably nearly to this degree on Sunday, what I, what I would encourage is that instead of thinking about, I'm not going to be fearful, I'm not going to be fearful, I'm not going to be fearful, which then creates fear by continuing to keep that theme running through your head, it's more like, I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to walk by faith. 
I'm going to walk with joy. And I can honestly tell you, Bruce, I've, I'm full of joy right now. I am so full of joy. I mean, these last six weeks, I've just loved my times with the Lord. It's been awesome. And I've been so busy. We've been doing so many different broadcasts and devotionals and things like that. It's been busier than usual. But I've been so full of, of joy because I think inside, if I look at Haggai 2, and I would just encourage the listeners here, go to Haggai chapter 2 and, and look at what the prophet Haggai is saying to Israel. It is so applicable today. He says in Haggai 2, I think it's verse 6 and 7, he says, I will shake the nations in order to bring the nations to the desire of the nations. So I believe God's behind all that's going on, and he is shaking the nations. I mean, I mean, think about it, Bruce. There is no soccer matches in Europe right now. There are no soccer matches in South America right now. There are no baseball games in the United States of America right now. There are no baseball games in Japan. We watched the NFL draft last night from our home with cameras set up in the homes of the young men that were getting drafted because we couldn't have a normal NFL draft. And by the way, two University of Georgia linemen Went, went out in the first round. <laughs> Everybody didn't know that I'm a junky old dog. And that, uh, I was very excited for those, uh, those men. But, but, that's, but, but literally, God is shaking the nations. He's shaking us at the very core of the idols of our life, which is the recreations we love and the sports we love. And all those things, and I believe he's trying to get our attention, and even economically. And so when you look at Haggai 2, you see that God shakes the nations to get their attention, to draw them to the desire of the nation. So I believe a great harvest is coming. I believe a mighty, powerful harvest is coming. We are going to see unprecedented numbers in the millions, if not the billions, across the world of people coming into a personal, vital, dynamic, growing relationship with Jesus Christ because of what God's doing right now. I believe there's going to be lines of people in the churches getting baptized. I believe we're, we, we as pastors need to be ready with our churches to know how to disciple people because it's going to be unprecedented. God's, God's going to move in a mighty and powerful way. That's what I get excited about. That's what I'm pumped about. And I can't wait to get back to work because um, because God's going to move in a mighty way. One thing you shared over and shared on Facebook Live was how in your family are using vitamins and supplements to combat COVID because you've been exposed what three times now. Correct. So what I shared earlier, Bruce, was that um, I have uh, a daughter in I see a daughter in law and a son in law who both work with COVID-19 patients. So one, my son-in-law is in Denver in three hospitals in the emergency room. And he and his wife, my daughter Deborah, have been over to our house three times when they were COVID-19 positive. So everybody in my family has been exposed to COVID-19 positive. And, you know, all the studies seem to indicate that it's 
it's way more contagious than even six feet. I mean, they're talking about like 27 feet out, you know, you can be exposed to this, to the germs and the bacteria and the virus. So um, no doubt we've been exposed because they've been in our home and they didn't know it at the time. And then this, the third time we invited them over because we wanted to get it. So we wanted to get the positive reading because we wanted the antibodies. So I know that sounds nuts, but uh, I just feel so healthy and strong. I, and, and then our other daughter-in-law and son, Daniel and Chandler Holt, they're in, they actually signed up to go into the epicenter of the epicenter in Manhattan, New York, to work in, I think it's the second most prevalent hospital for COVID-19. So they're in there. She's a nurse. And she's seeing people die every day. So they're right down there uh, in, in order to be on a mission for the Lord to help out in that environment. So what you're speaking of is the fact that we're big um, supplement vitamin people. We've always been that way. So we already have that in our system. But we take um, three to 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day. We take 50 milligrams of zinc and vitamin D and E also and some other stuff. But we do that all the time. And I think that's the reason nobody's been more, nobody even in the COVID-19 positive environment that we have been in has been sick more than about 24 hours. And it's been a sore throat, fever, chills. Uh, I think Liz threw up once. Um, Samuel felt nauseous. Um, but yeah, everybody's been fine. And what they're finding, even in all of the more the, the testing that's going on, there's a lot more testing going on, is that there's a lot more people that have been exposed than we ever dreamed. So in New York, with the testing, I believe I heard last night that may, maybe, maybe up to 20% of the New York population has already been exposed and show and was asymptomatic, didn't show any symptoms. So I think we're going to find at the end of the day that um, a lot of people, a lot of people have been much more exposed than we thought, and it's actually not as deadly as we thought. Now it's interesting in talking to health professionals that are in the COVID-19 world that are friends of mine. I mean, this is all they do all day. They said 99% of those that are dying are extremely overweight. They have diabetes. Uh, they're they're um, already compromised in their immune system and had other issues that they, they were sick with before they came in. Um, heart, I mean, there's some cases, because there always will be cases, but hardly any healthy people. Uh, and, and I should say, lastly, elderly. Um, about 75 and above, and that's like 95% of those that are dying. So young, healthy uh, people are not dying much at all.